chapters twenty five through twenty eight of the book of the acts of the apostles from the new testament translated by abner neeland this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by mark penfold chapter twenty five festus therefore having come into the province after three days went up from caesarea to jerusalem then the high priest and the chief of the jews brought an accusation before him against paul and besought him desiring a favour against him that he would send for him to jerusalem purposing to lie in wait that they might destroy him on the way but festus answered that paul should be kept at caesarea and that he himself would shortly go there therefore said he let those of you who are able to bring any charge go down with me and accuse the man if there be anything criminal in him and having tarried among them not more than eight or ten days he went down to caesarea and the next day sat on the judgment seat and commanded paul to be brought and when he appeared the jews who had come down from jerusalem stood round about and brought many and heavy accusations against paul which they could not prove while he made his defence saying neither against the law of the jews nor against the temple nor against caesar have i offended in anything but festus wishing to gratify the jews in answer to paul said art thou willing to go up to jerusalem and there to be judged of these things before me then paul said i stand at caesar's judgment-seat where i ought to be judged to the jews i have done no wrong as thou also very well knowest for if i have done wrong or have committed anything worthy of death i refuse not to die but if there be nothing true of the things whereof these accuse me no one should give me up to gratify them i appeal to caesar then festus having conferred with the council answered hast thou appealed to caesar to caesar thou shalt go and after some days king agrippa and bernice came to caesarea to salute festus and as they continued there many days festus related paul's case to the king saying there is a certain man left a prisoner by felix concerning whom when i was at jerusalem the chief priests and the elders of the jews laid an information desiring judgment against him to whom i answered that it is not the custom of the romans to give up any man to death before he who is accused has his accusers face to face and has opportunity to make his defence concerning the crime laid to his charge when therefore they had come hither without making any delay i sat on the judgment-seat the day after and commanded the man to be brought against whom when his accusers stood up they brought no accusation of such things as i supposed but had against him some questions about their own religion and about one jesus who died but whom paul affirmed to be alive and because i was doubtful about an inquiry into such matters i asked him whether he was willing to go to jerusalem and there to be judged about these things but paul having appealed that it might be reserved to the determination of the emperor i commanded him to be kept in custody till i could send him to caesar then agrippa said to festus i myself also desire to hear the man to-morrow said he thou shalt hear him 
on the morrow therefore when agrippa was come and bernice with great pomp and they had entered into the place of hearing together with the commanders and principal men of the city at the command of festus paul was brought then festus said king agrippa and all that are here present with us ye see this man concerning whom all the multitude of the jews have applied to me both at jerusalem and here also crying out that he ought not to live any longer but i having found that he had committed nothing worthy of death and he himself having appealed to the emperor i have determined to send him concerning whom i have nothing certain to write to our master wherefore i have brought him forth before you and especially before thee king agrippa that after examination i may have something to write for it seemeth to me unreasonable to send a prisoner and not to signify also the charges made against him chapter twenty six upon this agrippa said to paul thou art permitted to speak for thyself then paul stretching forth his hand made his defence i think myself happy king agrippa that i shall make my defence this day before thee concerning all the things of which i am accused by the jews because thou very well knowest all the customs and questions which are among the jews wherefore i beseech thee to hear me patiently all the jews know my manner of life from my youth which was passed from the beginning among mine own nation at jerusalem and these have knowledge of me from the first if they be willing to testify that according to the strictest sect of our religion i lived a pharisee and now i stand and am condemned for the hope of the promise which god made to our fathers and which our twelve tribes by their continual services night and day hope to obtain for which o king agrippa i am accused by the jews what is it esteemed among you a thing incredible that god should raise the dead i indeed thought within myself that i ought to do many things contrary to the name of jesus of nazareth which i also did in jerusalem and many of the saints i shut up in prisons having received authority from the chief priests and when they were put to death i gave my vote against them and i punished them often in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme and being exceedingly mad against them i persecuted them even to foreign cities at which time also as i was going to damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests at midday o king i saw on the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun which shone round about me and those who journeyed with me and having all fallen to the earth i heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the hebrew dialect saul saul why persecutest thou me it is hard for thee to kick against the goads and i said who art thou sir and he said i am jesus whom thou persecutest but rise and stand on thy feet for i have appeared to thee for this purpose to appoint thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those in which i will appear to thee delivering thee from the people and from the gentiles to whom i now send thee to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of the adversary to god that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those that are sanctified through faith in me 
wherefore king agrippa i was not disobedient to the heavenly vision but declared first to those in damascus and in jerusalem and throughout all the country of judea and then to the gentiles that they should reform and turn to god doing works worthy of reformation for these causes the jews seized me in the temple and attempted to kill me having therefore obtained help from god to this day i continue witnessing both to small and great saying no other things than those which both the prophets and moses spake of as about to come that christ should suffer and that he being the first who rose from the dead should announce light to the people and to the gentiles and as he was thus making his defence festus said with a loud voice paul thou art mad much learning has driven thee to madness then he said i am not mad most excellent festus but utter the words of truth and of a sound mind for the king knoweth concerning these things before whom i even speak freely for i am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him for this was not done in a corner king agrippa believest thou the prophets i know that thou believest then agrippa said to paul thou almost persuadest me to be a christian and paul said i would to god that not thou only but all likewise who hear me this day were almost and even altogether such as i am except these bonds then the king and the governor and bernice also and those who sat with them rose up and having gone aside they spake among themselves saying this man hath done nothing worthy of death or of bonds and agrippa said to festus this man might have been set at liberty if he had not appealed to caesar chapter twenty seven now when it was determined that we should sail to italy paul and some other prisoners were delivered to a centurion of the augustan band named julius then we entered into a ship of adramitium and loosed meaning to sail by the coasts of asia aristarchus a macedonian of thessalonica being with us and the next day we arrived at sidon and julius treated paul humanely and gave him liberty to go to his friends to be taken care of and having loosed from thence we sailed under cyprus because the winds were contrary and when we had sailed over the sea of cilicia and pamphylia we came to myra a city of lycia and there the centurion found a ship of alexandria sailing into italy and put us therein and having sailed slowly for many days and scarcely come over against canidus the wind not suffering us we sailed under crete over against salmone and hardly passing by it we came to a place which is called the fair havens near which was the city of lycia now when much time had been spent and sailing was already become dangerous for it was now after the jewish fast paul gave them warning saying sirs i perceive that this voyage will be with harm and much damage not only to the lading and the ship but to our lives also however the centurion believed the pilot and the owner of the ship more than the things spoken by paul and because the haven was not commodious to winter in the greater part advised to loose from thence also if by any means they might reach Phenice and winter there which is a haven of crete lying towards the south-west and west 
and when the south wind blew softly supposing that they should obtain their purpose they weighed anchor and passed close by crete but not long after a tempestuous wind called eurocladon beat against the island and the ship being borne away and not able to face the wind we gave her up and were driven and having run under a certain small island called clauda we were scarcely able to be masters of the boat which when the sailors had taken up they used helps undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands they struck sail and thus were driven and we being exceedingly tossed by a tempest the next day they lightened the ship and the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship and when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest lay on us all hope that we should be preserved was thenceforth taken away but after long abstinence paul standing in the midst of them said sirs ye should have hearkened to me and not have loosed from crete but have prevented this harm and damage and now i exhort you to be of good courage for there will be no loss of life among you but only of the ship for there stood by me this night an angel of that god whose i am and whom i serve saying fear not paul thou must be brought before caesar and lo god hath graciously given thee all who sail with thee wherefore sirs be of good courage for i believe god that it will be as it hath been told me however we must be cast upon a certain island but when the fourteenth night was come as we were driven up and down in the adriatic sea about midnight the sailors thought that they drew near to some country and sounded and found it twenty fathoms and when they had gone a little further they sounded again and found it fifteen fathoms then fearing lest we should fall upon rocks they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for day but the sailors endeavouring to escape out of the ship let down the boat into the sea under pretence that they were about to cast anchors out of the foreship when paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers unless these remain in the ship ye cannot be preserved then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her go off and while the day was coming on paul besought them all to partake of food saying to-day is the fourteenth day of the storm during which we have waited and continued fasting having taken nothing wherefore i exhort you to partake of food for this concerns your safety for a hair shall not fall from the head of any among you and having thus spoken he took bread and gave thanks to god before them all and having broken it he began to eat then they were all of good courage and they also took food now all of us in the ship were two hundred and seventy-six persons and being satisfied with food they lightened the ship and threw the corn into the sea and when it was day they knew not the land but they observed a certain creek with an even shore into which they were determined if it were possible to thrust the ship and having taken up the anchors they committed the ship to the sea and loosed the bands of the rudders and hoisted up the mainsail to the wind and made towards shore and having reached a place which had the sea on both sides they ran the ship on ground and the forepart stuck fast and remained immovable but the hinder part was broken by the violence of the waves now the advice of the soldiers was to kill the prisoners lest any of them should swim out and escape 
but the centurion wishing to preserve paul kept them from their purpose and commanded those who could swim to cast themselves into the sea and get first upon the land and that the rest should save themselves some on boards and some on things belonging to the ship and thus it came to pass that they all escaped safe to land chapter twenty eight and when they had escaped safe they then knew that the island was called melita and the barbarians showed us no common humanity for they kindled a fire and brought us all to it on account of the present rain and of the cold and paul having gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire a viper came out of the heat and fastened on his hand and when the barbarians saw the serpent hanging on his hand they said amongst themselves no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he hath escaped the sea yet vengeance hath not permitted to live but he shook off the serpent into the fire and suffered no harm however they expected he would have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly but expecting a great while and seeing no harm befall him they changed their minds and said he was a god now in the neighbourhood of that place were possessions of the chief man of the island whose name was publius who received us and entertained us kindly three days now it happened that the father of publius lay sick of a fever and of a flux to whom paul entered in and prayed and put his hands on him and cured him so when this was done others also who had diseases in the island came and were cured who also bestowed on us many gifts and when we departed laded the ship with such things as were necessary and after three months we departed in a ship of alexandria which had wintered in the island whose sign was castor and pollux and having landed at syracuse we remained there three days from thence we coasted round and came to regium and after one day the south wind blew and we came the second day to puteoli where we found brethren and were desired to remain with them seven days and then we went toward rome and the brethren having heard concerning us came out as far as appii forum and the three taverns to meet us whom when paul saw he thanked god and took courage and when we came to rome the centurion delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard but paul was suffered to remain apart with the soldier who kept him and it came to pass after three days that paul called the chief of the jews together and on their being assembled he said to them men brethren though i have committed nothing against my people nor the customs of our fathers yet i was delivered a prisoner from jerusalem into the hands of the romans who when they had examined me would have released me since there was no cause of death in me but when the jews spake against this i was compelled to appeal to caesar not as having aught to accuse my nation of on this account therefore i have called for you that i might see you and speak with you because for the hope of israel i am bound with this chain then they said to him we have neither received letters from judea concerning thee nor hath any one of our brethren who came hither related or spoken any thing bad of thee but we desire to hear from thee what thou thinkest for as to this sect we know that everywhere it is spoken against and having appointed him a day many came to him into his lodging to whom he explained and gave testimony to the kingdom of god using persuasion to them about the things concerning jesus both out of the law of moses and out of the prophets from morning till evening 
and some believed the things which were spoken, and some disbelieved. So, not agreeing amongst themselves, they broke up, Paul having said one word, Well spake the Holy Spirit to our fathers by the prophet Isaiah, saying, Go to this people, and say, Hearing ye will hear, and will not understand, and seeing ye will see, and will not perceive. For the heart of this people is become gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Be it known therefore to you that the salvation of God is sent to the Gentiles, who will hearken also to it. And on his saying these words, the Jews departed, and had great disputing amongst themselves. And he dwelt two whole years in his own hired house, and received all who came to him, preaching the reign of God, and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ, with all freedom of speech, undisturbed. The End of the Book of the Acts of the Apostles from the New Testament Translated by Abner Neeland Recording by Mark Penfold